Welcome to the Embodied CEO Podcast. I'm Kirsten, and while I'm an integrative performance dietitian by trade, a mom of three, and a wife, I am also a nearly two-decade entrepreneur turned business mentor, and I've seen all sorts of iterations of how to do business. And I'm tired of female business owners not fully stepping into their power because the road we've been told we have to take to get here sucks. In this podcast, I'm empowering entrepreneurs to trust their voice and expertise, to start thinking big when it comes to their business, and to move forward unapologetically toward goals that don't have to make sense to other people. Let's have the big conversations. Let's lay it all out on the table. And let's support each other forward in this crazy journey of entrepreneurship. Oh, and let's have some fun while we're doing it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Embodied CEO podcast. I am very excited with a speaker here with me today who is a sort of a, a, a change from who we normally have on our podcast, but I think this is a piece of entrepreneurship that so many of you, including me, so many of us, I should say, overlook and don't tap into. So I'm very excited to have Joyce now with me today. She is a best-selling author, a TEDx speaker, and an international author success coach. We're going to dig into that a bunch, who helps coaches and trainers and speakers and other experts build a super profitable author funnel with the help of their book. I want to talk about this so much because I'm obsessed with the idea of writing a book. She founded the Happy Self Publishing Company, which is here to help overwhelmed yet purpose-driven authors experience a transformative journey of self-discovery. Doesn't that sound just amazing? I'm like already bought in. I already want to do it. Through the process of publishing their own book and amplifying their message. So far, she has helped over 500 authors from 35 different countries. That's, that's a lot of places and a lot of people through her global publishing agency. When she's not working, she's a fellow mom. She's got two kiddos. She loves to dance. She loves to run. She loves to plan her next solo trip. I'm right there with you. That is one of my favorite things to do. We love our kids, but we need that also. And she's a passionate advocate for educational rights. I am so happy to have you here with us. Welcome. Thank you so much, Kirsten, for having me on your show. I'm I'm super stoked. I can't wait to dig into this. When I first saw your details come through and I said, wait, this is something that I have been wanting to do myself for so long, especially when I saw that you have done TED Talks and that you help people get on TED Talks. This is something my husband has said to me, I don't, for probably 10 years that I need to be on a TED Talk and I always laugh it off and say, yeah, yeah, whatever. Nobody gets on a TED Talk. So we're going to talk about all that stuff today. <laughs> Sure. But first, before we get into those details, I am super curious, how did you stumble into authorship and publishing for yourself? Was this always a passion? Was this sort of a career choice you knew you were going to end up in? Or was this an accidental discovery? It was absolutely an accidental discovery, Kirsten. It all started at around the time when I became a mom for the first time. This was nine years ago. So after having my first kid, my life completely changed. And I'm sure every mom would agree with me right? We do not really know what we have signed up for until we actually start living the life of a mom. So I felt that I could not continue running my previous business, which was into staff recruitment. That was my first business. And I was so passionate about it. But I realized that right now at this season of my life, staying closer to my child was more important rather than going around and meeting clients. So I wanted to start a home-based business, an online business. And when I was looking at the different opportunities out there, I kept reading many articles, many blog posts and uh, hearing podcasts about book publishing. So I thought maybe this is some kind of a divine sign. And I started taking online courses on how do you publish books on Amazon. I started publishing books written by ghost writers. I would commission them, get those books written and publish it under different pen names. And the main 
mode of revenue was the royalties that I was earning through selling these books. And once that started doing well, I mustered the courage to write a book on my own. And that's how Job Escape Plan was published. And after that got published, I felt a lot more fulfilled because it was my real story. And people were writing back to me saying that it helped them. And that kind of gave me the inspiration to start Happy Self Publishing, where I'm currently helping other authors who have some kind of a message or a story to share. And I help them publish their books and make them best-selling authors now. I love that story, especially because I think the commonality with every mom entrepreneur I've ever met is that our goal has been to be self-sufficient, to be there for our children, but still produce something that gives us personal satisfaction, right? We don't want to just, and I'm using air quotes on that just because I'm not diminishing doing other people's work by any means, but I think all of us who are entrepreneurs have this internal drive, whether we became entrepreneurs on purpose or accidentally, I think we all have that internal drive to produce something that is ours, right? That's our that's our masterpiece, that is our thought process, that's our intellectual property, that is our passion project, whatever it is. And to be able to couple that with you also now have free time to be there with your child or children, as the case may be, right? To me is the most successful part of entrepreneurship. The money of entrepreneurship to me is always a secondary. Like the, It's not about the money. It's about, can I be home and be available to my kids and live the life that I want to live while still feeling like I've contributed to the greater creation of things and I have brought something to reality. I've brought something to to creation that was my own, that I wanted to contribute. So I love that story. And I kind of went through your website earlier. You have helped people publish a whole lot of books. This isn't like a little thing that you're doing. There's a whole lot of books on your website. Now tell me, are most of these people, and we're going to dig into the details in just a second, but most of these people, are these authors themselves? Are these ghostwritten books? What are most of the books on your website right now? They are all written by authors sharing their own story or message or their mission to the world through their books. So initially, I started by offering these small little services like only cover design, only formatting. Because when I was publishing my first book, which was written by me, I joined an author community just for the inspiration because I wanted to get up at 5 a.m. I wanted that accountability and support. So as a part of this author tribe, on a daily basis, I was in touch with many authors. And those authors became my first clients because after I published my book, I got I went on several podcasts to talk about my book. And in one such interview, the host asked me if I'm ready to help other authors out there and why can't I just provide this as a service? Because a lot of people have writing a book on their bucket list, but they really don't know how to go about it. And since I had this experience of publishing ghostwritten books and now I have published my own book, she said, why can't you help other authors? And that was like a big aha moment for me. So I just went to this author community and announced that now my business is open to serve you guys. And a lot of them reached out to me. So they were my first set of clients and we were just doing these small little services interior design of the book, or you also can call it formatting or uh, editing those books because I had this whole network of cover designers and editors and formatters. I just put these people together to serve these authors. So that's how we began. So you were almost a broker of services at that time. You were, you were connecting the right people with the right people to get the pieces into place. Exactly. That's how I started. But later I realized that people are paying me because they trust me. So I cannot just be this broker, but I actually need to put them together as a team. And then I had project managers in my team. So then what happened was my clients did not have to interact with half a dozen people to get their books published. They just have this one point of contact 
who would take care of all the different services that they needed. So, and, and then we started bundling these services together as publishing packages. And after serving authors who were only coming for publishing services, I later realized after I published my husband's book, that there were a lot of people like him who needed support right from the beginning. They had the knowledge, they had the passion to share it with the world, but they did not have the expertise to sit down and write it in the form of a book. And now we mainly focus on authors who don't have a manuscript yet. So we either provide them author coaching or we give them angel writers who can write the book by interviewing the authors. Oh, that, that is beautiful. And I have so many questions coming off of that. But the one thing that you just said, which I love the most, I love all of it. I'm sorry, I'm going to totally lie. I love everything you just said, because again, I'm obsessed with the thought of writing a book. But what I love about what you just said is that you had this aha moment of like, why can't I help others? And I feel like this is something that has grown so much, obviously, in the coaching industry in general. But I feel like since COVID, right, we have come to realize that all of us can contribute to helping other people do what it is that they're trying to do, even if that wasn't the specific thing we went to school for, right? I'm a, I'm a registered dietitian by trade. That's what I went to school for, and I've many it? years. I, that's, I also am a dietitian. Uh, are you really? I, exactly. That's what I started in college. I did not know that. Oh my goodness! So I don't even life. have it on my profile because that feels like a past life for me now. Right. So I actually run two businesses right now. I still have a nutrition coaching business, but I don't see wow. any clients. I have a team that sees clients there, and I do the business coaching on the other side, having Amazing. built successful businesses you know, multiple times over in my life. That is so funny that we just, I, I felt like you and I were kindred spirits. But my <laughs> point of that is, look at both of us having ended up completely in different industries, but not really. The industry still is, we are really good at helping other people do the thing that they need to do in order to succeed at the thing that they have desire to succeed at, right? And I love that when we stumble into it, it doesn't take much more than one person, in your case, it was a podcast interviewer, putting the thought in her head of like, well, why don't you go show others? Because you're really good at what you do. That's how entrepreneurship is born, in my opinion, always, right? We think we have to go to school to get a degree in entrepreneurship, or we have to have a business associate's degree. You don't. You have to be really good at something and then couple that with so much passion and then a little bit of courage. That's the formula, right? There's somebody write that down, right? You have to have something that you're skilled at. You have to have a whole lot of passion and then you have to layer some courage on top of it. And there you are. And now you are helping all of these other people have their dreams come true, which I love. So here's what I want to dig into. I am married to a published book author. Actually, my husband is in tech and he has published a book and it's it's very complex. It's a tech book. It's very complex. <laughs> I've pretended to try to read some of it. He knows I haven't read it. I read the um, foreword because he thanked me in the foreword. So I read that. <laughs> but the rest of the book is above my pay grade. But I'm a published author in a small sense. I guess I could say I've published several chapters in a book that one of my graduate professors in my master's of public health that she published. So I am mm -hmm. technically a published author listed out sure. there in the stratosphere, but I've never written a book. I remember the journey of watching my husband go through this journey, right? And they were approached, it was him and a team of two others, and they were approached by a publisher, like, we want you guys, because they were the experts in their field, to write this book. And I watched him go through this process. And it was a very daunting process of, you know, agreements with publishers. And then, you know, these are, this is their formatting, and you have this editor, and the editor has 8,000 opinions. And then you have to figure out, how do I lay out the book? And how do I get all my writing done? And it was such a long process that I think is really daunting for a lot of people, right? And watching my husband, this was a process that had uh, definite sweat, maybe not so much blood and tears, but definite sweat went into this process. 
what, in your opinion, is the difference between going through that kind of process and then stepping into the self-publishing realm? And like, how does that change the dynamics of how stressful and daunting this process is going to be to the author in the end? Yeah, so in my opinion, Kirsten, self-publishing is a huge boon that authors have right now. I think it's it makes the whole process so much more um, easy for the author. This was not there 10, 20 years ago. The only option was traditional publishing. The unfortunate part is a lot of authors still do not realize how powerful self-publishing can be. They think that only if they don't have... A, their manuscript approved by a publisher, they need to go for self-publishing as the last option. But things are changing now. Even the authors who have published five books with the big five publishers have realized that even if they've got those big deals, it's finally they who are doing the marketing for the books. Uh, And at the end of the day, they hardly get anything as royalties. And a lot of things like your creative freedom is gone. You need to wait for three years to have your book published. So especially entrepreneurs who now want to become authors have realized the power of self-publishing because they want to retain control over the whole process. They want to uh, retain their rights and royalties. And anyways, if it's your book, it's your job to market it. So you might as well do it your way and get it done within the timeline that you want, which is why I think self-publishing has become super popular in the last few years all thanks to Amazon because KDP started this process of Kindle Direct Publishing mm-hmm. was a platform that anybody could use just to just upload their ebook initially. Mm-hmm. So people thought that, okay, if I just have to do an ebook, then self-publishing is okay. But in the last few years, because of the print-on-demand technology, an author does not have to spend thousands of dollars in printing their books and stocking it in their garage. Yeah. yeah, they could just upload the files just like their ebook file. They can mm-hmm. just upload the paperback or the hardcover files as well to Amazon's KDP. And as and when people buy the books, Amazon is going to print it and ship it and pay the authors at the end of the month after deducting the print cost, which I think is a very efficient arrangement. And more and more authors should become aware of this and take advantage of it. And I love that you pointed that out because, again, watching my husband go through this process, people think when somebody's a, a published author that this is now, this means richness and, you know, the money is just mm-hmm. going to come pouring in. It does not. Can I just state that real quick? The royalties you get when a one of the big publishers publishes your book, it's minuscule. You do all of this work and you might get, you know, an advance or you might even get a flat payment for please write this book for us. But the majority of the money ends up going to the publisher. So it is your information and it's all, it's your IP, it's your blood, sweat and tears, it's your time, but it's not by no means going to make the average person rich, right? Like for most people, this is a passion project or a side project. And I'm not, I I don't know enough about self-publishing to know what the numbers look like, but just from what you're telling me, it sounds like a much more emotionally profitable, but possibly also financially profitable way to get your information out into the world, to get your message into the world without having to go through one of the big publishers. Yeah, that's so true. Because when you go with a traditional publisher, the usual royalty percentage is somewhere between 5 to 10%. That's what the author gets. But when you upload it to a platform like Amazon, you get 70% on the ebook and 60% on the physical Wow. Book which is huge. So, and the best part is it's so transparent. I have had a lot of clients who've published their first book with a traditional publisher and they have not received anything in the form of a check. And when they go back and ask uh, about their royalties, they get very vague answers. And they say that uh, you've not reached enough 
uh, number of book sales for us to pay you anything. But they know for a fact that their own followers have bought 500 to 1,000 books. And there is no way you can go and verify this with a traditional right. publisher. But when you self-publish it, you can just hit the refresh button and you will keep On seeing it. On your dashboard the, and you see it. Yeah, yeah, which makes it really transparent yes. and ethical, I feel. Well, and I also feel like it makes it feel more tangible. Do you know what I mean? So many times mm -hmm. the idea of publishing a book, like you just said, it feels like you're you're putting this thing out into this black void <laughs> of the universe, yeah. but you don't know who's reading it. You don't know where it is unless you're one of the you know most successful authors out there and you see it front and center at Barnes and Noble when you walk in, if there still is a Barnes and Noble near you, because unfortunately these stores don't exist that much anymore. But the point is it's really hard to physically see what's happening with your book, especially if your book is something that's a little bit more niche, like my husband's book was a tech-based book that's not going to make its way to the shelves of Barnes & Noble unless you're looking way back in the IT section, you might find it. The point is, with this kind of publishing, it sounds to me like you actually get to see the birth of this baby that you're bringing out into the universe, right? This is your brainchild. This is your passion project. You're putting it out there. You have a hand in the design of the cover. You have a hand because, I, I again, I'm sleuthing on your website and I'm seeing the team that you have. And you have an impressive team on your website with a number of people that have their hands in it that are resources, I'm guessing, for your clients. You have some input on what it's going to look like what the cover is going to be, what the main message is, how we're going to put it out there, how we're going to bind it, how we're going to put it together. And that to me, just as a creative person who wants to get a message out, seems so much more personal than yeah. we're going to send it to this random publishing house that is never going to give you the time of day after they have published your book. Absolutely. Now imagine you birth your baby after so much of effort and you don't get the opportunity to name your child won't that be painful <laughs> like Extremely. somebody else decides everything you know which school the child should go to and everything else yeah similarly i think the authors should have the liberty to decide on the final decisions so as a publishing service we don't call ourselves a publishing house because then people would think that we're a traditional publishing house we are more like a publishing agency for authors who want to self-publish so let's take uh, the example of a cover so we initially give out a form to the author so that we can capture all their inputs and ideas, uh, understand more about the book. And then the designer would take all these inputs and share five different cover design concepts. And then the author can pick and choose which one resonates with them and share that with us. And then based on that, we would make further revisions to the design and all the aesthetics and everything else, show them like so many co color options and things like that. And then authors do this fun thing about of going to social media and posting the top three cover options we have sent and ask people to vote. So that's another great way to involve your audience and build your launch team right at the beginning. And at the end of the day, we are going to tell the author what we like the best, but the final decision is always the author's because it is their book, it's their baby. I love that. That like makes my creative heart so happy to know that you're actually part of it the entire process. And like you just said, especially as somebody who runs a entrepreneurial, you know, venture mostly through social media, the idea of already teasing your audience with this is coming and it makes your audience feel like they're part of the process too, right? Like they are now invested in this yeah. project because hopefully they can't wait to read your book because they follow you for your intellectual property, for your thoughts, for your message. And now they're seeing that this is a message they're going to be able to, you know, literally purchase. And I've been the same way with people that I have found through social media that I'm like, I would wish this person would write a book. And then I see that person is writing a book and I'm already invested in pre-ordering yeah. the book before the book even physically exists as a book. I love this. I love this so much. Because we're limited in time here, there's one other thing that I so absolutely want to touch base on. 
because again, I'm obsessed with this and my husband has it in his head that I need to be doing this at some point. And we'll see if that ever comes to fruition because I'm much more excited about the idea of a book. But I want to talk about TED Talks because you have been on multiple TED Talks. And that to me seems like such an elusive, like, of course, I've watched you know, dozens, hundreds, I don't know. So I know they exist, but it seems this elusive thing of like, where do they actually happen? And how do people get picked for this? It feels like a not real kind of thing. Talk to me about first, how you ever came up with the idea of I'm going to go do a TED talk because hi, but not many people have that idea. But then second, how you went about actually going to get on stage at TEDx to go give a TED talk. Talk to me what that process is like. Sure, Kirsten. So every year, I'm sure many of us have this habit of writing out goals for the year. So being on a stage like TED was there on my goal list for many years, and I never took any action. Then finally, I felt a few years ago that it's high time that I did something about it. And that's when I I just went to TED.com. And here's the important distinction that people should be aware of. There are TED Talks and then there are TEDx Talks. TED Talks are the higher level events, the bigger global ones. And it's pretty tough to get into one of those. But it's a lot easier to apply and get selected in a TEDx event, which is a local event. And there are many people in every city who organize these events. And these events are also listed in the TED website. So they are like these smaller franchisees of the bigger TED Talk. So I just went to TED.com and I entered my uh, you know, postal code of where I live. And I started looking for events that were coming up near my city. And there were about 10 upcoming events at that point of time. And the best part is in many of these events, you also get the contact information of the organizer or the curator of the event. And sometimes you have their social media handles or even at least their email ID, which is good enough for you to reach out. But the key is to reach out to them in such a way that you get a yes for an answer. So what I did was I told them some important things. The first thing I told them was, I am an entrepreneur and this is what I do. And more importantly, I'm the author of this book. And usually people assume that authors are these intellectual people and that gives you a brownie point, which is great. The second thing I told them is that they should know that I can speak. So I already had a few videos on my YouTube channel. So I asked them to go and check out my YouTube channel so that they are confident that I can speak on stage. And then I also did a little bit of research on the theme of the events because each TEDx event has a different theme. So let's say if the theme was women's empowerment, then I would customize my topic based on that particular theme and say that I can talk on this topic. Immediately they see a fit there. So... That's how I reached out to these organizers separately. I wrote these personalized emails and about seven of them replied to my mail, which was a big deal, which was like a 70% reply rate. And out of those, like three people immediately said that, you know, what we like, what you do, we love your message. So please come and be a guest on our stage. And I was, uh, one date did not match my schedule. So I went on the other remaining two uh, TEDx talks. So that's how I got onto stages. 
That is amazing. And I just learned so many things. First of all, the distinction between a regular TED Talk and a TEDx always eluded me. So this is perfect. Now I know the details. I also did not know that it was a local process for TEDx, which is amazing. If you had, because I'm assuming this is part of what, and maybe I'm making the wrong assumption, is this part of what you help clients achieve also if clients come to you or is it just the publishing piece? If somebody comes to you and says, help me get on a TED Talk or TEDx Talk, I should say, is that something that you help people with? So I don't have the exact expertise for this, but I have a, a couple of friends who are experts in this field, which I figured out only recently. So I have kind of a partnership with these people. So when my clients finish writing their book, and if their goal is to be on a TEDx stage, I tell them what I tell them, you know what, you have this book, which is this big asset that you're going to use to book yourself on several stages, including a TEDx. And these are the people you can reach out to to craft your speech because. Crafting the speech is a different skill altogether. And it'll be nice if you work with an expert to do that who can help you pitch at the right events. So there are other people who do that. But what where I can help is actually in publishing the book, which can land them that TEDx talk. And I love that nuance of what you were explaining in your story, because that always, right, as soon as somebody knows this is a published author, I want to hear that person speak, because that yeah. is the logical, not just assumption, but also the logical next step for mm-hmm. somebody who has published their brainchild. Let me go talk about it. I'm assuming that is also then an, a, a beautiful physical, literal stage to promote your book, right? Because even if you're indirectly, you're not even directly talking about your book, but now you have people's attention. People are listening to you. This gets broadcast worldwide through the internet, and then people People are going to Google you and figure out where else can I get more from this person. So for anyone who is an entrepreneur and all of us, our bread and butter is reach, right? The more reach we have, the more potential clients come into our world. This is just another layer in that myriad of things that we should be doing to getting ourselves out there. Birth this brainchild of yours, publish a book, self-publish a book. Let me be very specific. Don't go publish a book through a publisher. Find yourself somebody who is going to help you, not somebody right here, our beautiful guest, Jotsna, find her and go ahead and publish your book through her and then use that platform as the next jumping off point for getting on stages, for speaking, for getting your message heard by more people, all of which in the end just comes back to not only give you that return on clients, but also that what we said at the very beginning, that personal fulfillment of, I have created something. I didn't just start a business, right? Because many of us can start any kind of business, but I have created something. And most of us that are entrepreneurs, especially in the online space, we are creatives at heart. And I used to fight that so much because I'm very much a left brain, logical kind of person. And I was always like, I'm not creative. I am so creative. And it's just my creativity is not, you know, drawing and physical exactly. art. That is somebody yeah. else's creativity. But mine is creativity of thought and thought leadership and, you know, things that I have to share based on my experience and how I can guide others. So we are creatives at heart. And what better way to get your creativity out than to literally write it down in a book and then go speak about it. I, I love that entire journey. Thank you for sharing that with us. That is beautiful. Yeah, thank you for summing up summing it up so well, Kristen. Yeah. This is why we record things. Sometimes I say smart things and now it's recorded. So we have proof. <laughs> okay, amazing. Tell me real quick, if somebody wants to reach out and find you, where do they find you? What's the best place to connect? And actually, before you answer that, I have one last question. What if somebody is just early in their thought process of, you know, I've always wanted to write a book, where do they need to be in that thought process, in that journey before they reach out to you? Do they reach out to you with, I want to write a book, I don't know where to start? Or do you prefer that people are further in their journey of, I want to write a book and here's my rough idea of what I want to do? I prefer that they reach out to us sooner. As soon as they get the thought of writing a book, they should ideally reach out. In fact, only last week in my newsletter, I wrote 
that you know usually people visit a doctor only after they see symptoms of illness but ideally you should be taking care of your health through your routines and this is the dietitian inside of you speaking now going <laughs> exactly. this is why you come to us for prevention don't wait till you're sick come to us first exactly <laughs> so usually when people finish writing their book and then they come to us and then i tell them you know what your topic should have should have been slightly different you should have targeted a different reader you should have had a different lead magnet inside your book then it's a lot of work in making those corrections instead if they reach out to us right at the beginning when they have this thought of writing a book it's going to be a lot more fun and it's going to be a a lot of efficient i feel so when they reach out to us right at the beginning uh, we usually start with a vip session which is for 90 minutes and in that session it's me and another book coach from my company we both get on a deep a dive discussion on not just the book but also how the business can be tied to the book and that is a very i think important step before even somebody starts writing their book so you can be at any stage in the whole process and still reach out to us i love the piece you just said about how the business can be tied to the book because i think that so many entrepreneurs do these isolated little things without yeah. leveraging the entire list of resources right everything we produce as entrepreneurs should tie back to how do we leverage that to promote the business that we actually run because i always say this to my clients entrepreneurship without leveraging it into actual roi is a really nice hobby but it's not a business <laughs> so at the end we still need yeah. to make sure that all of this ties back to the not just the message we're trying to send but the message that we're sending for which we get paid so i love that piece okay tell everyone where to find you if they want to reach out and they want to connect uh which everybody should hello because i'm already writing notes of like i'll be reaching out and you and i are going to have that conversation you've heard it here first that somewhere in my future this will happen but everyone else tell them where they can find you how to reach out and what the best way is to connect yeah the best way would be to go to happyselfpublishing.com forward slash call that would take you to my scheduling link and we can have a 30 minute book strategy call absolutely for free so if you want to understand what is the next step in the process i think that call would be super helpful or if you just are not too sure you're not probably ready yet to speak to me but you just want to gather some information on how can you start this whole process and even get the book written even if you're not a great writer then you should watch my masterclass and the link for that is happyselfpublishing.com/masterclass perfect uh, is there any social media link where people can find you and follow along yes instagram would be a great place uh, our handle is at the rate happyselfpub love that. Perfect. I am so glad that you were with me today. I learned a whole lot of things that I have always been curious about. So I love when the universe puts me together with people that I know are probably part of my next step in the process. So I'm very grateful for having you here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kirsten. I think it was a great conversation. Beautiful. Okay. For the rest of you, thank you again for listening to another episode. You know that if you need anything moving forward in your personal business, you can always reach out to me, of course, after you've reached out to my beautiful guest with self-publishing needs. But also make sure you reach out to me for any business coaching needs that you have. The mastermind is still enrolling. You guys know that you can always join the mastermind if you need personalized support. Message me. We are taking the last few people for the remainder of this calendar year. If you want to schedule into 2024, now will be the time to reach out. You know, I'm always available on Instagram, find me at the Kirsten Screen, and I look forward to catching you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Embodied CEO podcast. To connect with me, Kirsten, head to kirstenscreen.com or find me on Instagram at the Kirsten Screen. My DMs are always open, so drop in and say hi. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share the Embodied CEO podcast. And now go out there and take some action. 